the LGBT community under threat. Should we be afraid to go out? How do I protect myself? How can we help the community? We're gonna talk about it right now. Welcome to The Gaily Dose. My name is Helmut, and today we're taking a very special episode to talk about what's going on in our community. Um, there are two things that have happened recently that are very concerning. One thing is in Colorado Springs at Club Q, there was a single shooter who killed five individuals and injured 25, all members of the LGBTQ community. And then here in Atlanta, very recently, there's been a threat, um, someone passing out, um, multiple threats to individuals about their life and actually threatening a mass shooting. Mass shooting, yes. Um, and before we go forward, I want to remind you that our sponsor today is AHF. As always, AHF is the great place to go to get your gay health care needs met. They will help you out financially when you cannot pay. Check them out at ahf.org. Um, and as a very important part of today's episode, Bernardo, who's been a member of our, our cast this season, is uh, someone who is very directly involved and threatened um, in this uh, in this episode of, of of threat, so we're gonna have him speak. But I think we're gonna have the ladies give us a few words before he gives us his speech. I just have to say right off the bat that finding out that you were our Bernard when I—that's literally what I told Bert Marcy was when she told me this morning, and I said, "Our Bernardo." Aww. We're just glad that you're okay. Like first and yeah. foremost, that is the most important thing is that you are okay, your husband is okay, yes. and everybody is good, and we love you, and we're just glad, glad that Absolutely. everything is okay. Oh, thank I, you so much. I also want to clarify too, it wasn't all LGBTQ people in Colorado Springs that got killed. True. It, uh, so I, yes, well. there we, were some allies. We, there there were some there allies that got killed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but it did happen, of course, in a gay bar. We just want to make sure that we yeah. don't. Yeah. And to be clear. I consider allies part of our community. They're absolutely, woke. absolutely. They are right. part of our family. Um, absolutely. And, and just to our clarify, they're a those, crucial part of it. Absolutely. For those who are listening, Bernardo is actually going to speak through a few things that he can say legally, and then we'll ask some questions. Um, so we wanted to kind of let him speak to some of those things on his own. I think he's written some of them down. So if you need to use a phone, feel free. Yes, yeah, of course. Well, uh, sadly, uh, this Thanksgiving was uh, especially tough for my husband Brady and I. We. Uh, typically have a very nice Thanksgiving with friends. Uh, being gay, a lot of times you may not have a family to go to. Mm -hmm. So Thanksgiving tends to be really nice and special. A lot of gay people go out uh, on Thanksgiving Eve. This Thanksgiving was different. Uh, Chase Stop uh, was a former friend and sadly he threatened uh, to kill uh, my husband and I along with many other members of the community. Uh, these threats started as what we thought was something uh, that people, someone would just say uh, out loud, but we quickly realized that it wasn't stopping. It started over a period of more than two weeks, and uh, we reached out to his family, and we reached out to everyone we could, and not just us, but everybody involved, and uh, it just no one uh, was doing anything until we got higher uh, authorities and the Homeland Security Department involved. Uh, the threats came, uh, one of them in particular said, for example, uh, Boho Jesus should be hanged by a cross. BohoJesus.com is my life coaching business. Uh, it's nothing political, it's just a coaching business. Uh, and we decided to call it BojoJesus.com because my long hair and somebody at <laughs> one sense. point said BojoJesus. Uh, but this individual said that he wanted to see me uh, hanging by, a, uh, you know, dead by, uh, in a cross. Uh, so, of course, we don't take any of this lightly. That was the beginning of it. Not to mention, listen, 
the thing that gets me the most in this is he's a gay man. Right. I mean, That's what I don't it, exactly. it, it's so difficult to be in this community. Now I have to worry about people inside my community right. as well. Mm. I mean, that in itself is so scary to me. It to is. know that we as a group did an event and this person was at that event and here I am thinking about it, you know, a month later going, oh my God. Yeah, he was at one of our Gaily Dose events with Medusa Productions. Right. Um, I will say though, it's it's really, that, that comment, you know, it's just evidence of the fact that the issues that we're facing can face any community. Every community, Everybody. every human community is, is under some of these threats of mental health, gun control, all these things. So this is a human experience, but now we are feeling it here in the gay community and it feels pretty bad. Absolutely. Yeah. So Bernardo, you know, my first question to you is that, you know, when you, when you first found out about this, mm -hmm. did you think like, oh my God, this is a joke? Or did you immediately take it seriously? And if you did take it seriously, how did you know to take it seriously? Sure. Uh, well, at the beginning of this, uh, we thought, we immediately reached out to his parents and it, we quickly realized that, you know, they had, you know, the mom said this has been going on his whole life. He's had mental issues wow. and it was evident that she wasn't taking any type of responsibility by, you know, in the situation. And rightfully so. She said he's 33 years old. Uh, there's only so much that she can do as a parent Absolutely. at this stage of the game. Sure. Uh, but we attempted every venue. We tried everything to stop this in an amicable way. And you did. Uh, you yeah. succeeded. Well, we... Bars we, closed down? We, yeah. yeah. They tried. Well, yeah. And then uh, when, I mean, after he wrote a manifesto uh, pretending to be the New York Times, uh, explaining how he would shout, how he would shoot everyone in the in the establishment. Yes. We realized that. that this was a serious matter, uh, and someone that's for sure asking. It's a cry for help, right? Of course it is. Uh, yeah. However, we can't, you know, lean on that and not uh, give this uh, the 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 pure evil that he displayed. It does right? not negate the bad behavior. Correct. The mental illness does not negate no, the bad. The bad. No, no, no. Now, another question that I had yeah. was, I was just curious, because I know that mental illness runs in my family, and we've had um, some issues, you know, long time ago, but do we think that there's a possibility that he possibly was off medication, that he should have been on? Right. It, so, in uh, speaking with his mother, and there's, you know, video of her talking about this uh, on the record, uh, his uh, Chase Stop's mother uh, confirmed that he doesn't take his medicine mm -hmm. uh, as he needs mm -hmm. to. And what one person does with their life, if they choose to recreationally do anything, drink, all of it is up to somebody's. It's, it's their business, right? I am the most open mind uh, out there. However, when uh, what you do affects others around you, there lies a that's problem, a problem, right? Yes. Yes. yes, that's where we draw the line. Absolutely. That's where we draw. It's so, such an interesting thing. I just want to comment for those of you listeners who may not uh, know this background. Um, we kind of all watched this. At some point, mm -hmm. the community became very aware. Right. People were watching online, watching the threats develop. There's, Absolutely. Um, various uh, It was like a real-life phone tree happening in real time. Yeah. It was I've reality never experienced TV. that before in my life, like getting the text messages, talking to her, like things going back and forth, getting online, seeing it popping up 
on all my social media feeds, all of a sudden, it was very unnerving. Yeah. For sure. It's the only way I know to describe yeah. it, really. So, Absolutely. You know, to me, what you did, you know, and standing up for yourself, I have to say, I, I thank you. You know, I've been a part of this community for over 30 years, and not many people would stand up for themselves that mm -hmm. way. They would cower. They would run. It it it, has, it was challenging. Uh, thank well, you for that. Well, you'd get your gun out, Jen. <laughs> well, I mean, I would do other things. But we'll talk about that in a few minutes. We'll right? address that. Well, lots of things to do. Uh, <laughs> so when it was when at the beginning, this was just about when it was just about a few people we felt that we could take a more low-key approach. Mm -hmm. However, when he, uh, you know, outlined how he was going to shoot uh, several gay bars, uh, when he started bragging about how, uh, as the Homeland Security Department had just left his apartment, uh, he, he started posting about how he just had gone into a couple gay establishments with a hoodie, uh, mm -hmm. undetected until he was let go, let go, you know, uh, asked to leave pretty much uh, by a member of the community. Uh, we started getting alarmed, to say the least. Uh, there was clearly not a sense of remorse uh, kicking in there. Um, and uh, these are uh, classified as terrorist, terroristic threats. So it's nothing to be taken lightly. Mm -hmm. um, we later found out that if the, you know, some of the attorneys involved mentioned that if the, this had been a straight male or female, this would have likely yep. been uh, classified as a hate crime on top of a terroristic threat. You know what? I, I don't understand that because it's still a hate crime. I don't care that it is not gay. It is. Like we Absolutely. are now as a community classifying that we can't have hate in between ourselves, mm -hmm. and that's just. Bull. Which is the which is a, a weakness in the government and the ruling of the, yeah, the particular. That's just I, I do want to make it clear though too, just so that people are clear. Um, and I don't want people thinking that Bernardo spearheaded all of this. In that he is a part of many individuals who were were pulled in. He and his husband. Um, this wasn't a, a personal thing of, of this these particular individuals. I think that's important because Not at all. <laughs> it's a community coming together. Yes. So yes. it really and and I'm aware. We've talked about some of the. There's a whole network of people that were engaged to mm -hmm. help bring this about. So the community really did rally. They um, tried to help this guy. Absolutely. There were uh, several uh, wellness checks that were requested by over 20 plus people, I believe, that uh, knew this individual uh, in the community. And uh, really, uh, he continued posting hundreds of threatening messages, uh, not just the one targeting Boho Jesus, which again is my branding, uh, that has nothing to do with, with, with the matter, but also uh, talking about how his ex-partner uh, uh, taught him many things. One of them, I quote, how to get away with murder and how he would uh, take that to the end. Uh, also, in the video, you can see this individual uh, using a taser, doing this number, yeah. uh, also using a trash bag and making it look as if it were a dead body in the uh, a dead person uh, on the ground. So yeah, it's funny it's because alarming to say the least. So APD says employees here at the Heretic gave them a call after the threat started spreading on social media. Take a look at this troubling video that police say the suspect posted to his Instagram. <laughs> <laughs>
recordings of the apparent threat spread quickly through Atlanta's gay community over the last few days. Detectives with APD's Homeland Security Unit identify the man holding the weapon as Chase Staub. Anytime we have verifiable th threats made against the public, we take that very seriously. Investigators say it's not a gun, but a pepper spray gun. They're considered in the state of Georgia a terroristic threat. Police say the series of videos posted to Stop's Instagram story led to his arrest. It shows a text from someone he appears to know saying, quote, People are calling us and saying you bought a gun and are showing it online and they are fearing for their lives, adding they are saying you are threatening to kill them. One post showed sticky notes that said, don't give me something to shoot about, pointing out that you can carry a gun without a permit in Georgia. Other sticky notes read, see all tonight. The threats are very real, and it's incumbent upon all of us to, to truly understand that. We should still go about our lives. Uh, no one should live in fear. The messages appear to target the heretic on Cheshire Bridge Road. The following day, patrons at two other gay bars called police when they say Stobb showed up there. Officers then went to his house and arrested him. The threats come during a time of heightened anxiety for LGBTQ people following the mass shooting last week in Colorado at a gay nightclub which killed five and hurt 25. We see these establishments as a safe space. These are more than just bars or businesses. These really are a family. They're a refuge for many of us. Stop faces charges of making terroristic threats and disorderly conduct. A judge set his bail, but it's not clear if he's been released. In Atlanta, Rob Rianzo, Fox 5 News. Just screaming for attention. Absolutely. This is so like, Absolutely. I, I, he's screaming for attention. He wants to be seen. He wants to be heard. Yes. He wants He wants to be caught. Come on, in this day and age, you're not going to put he all boosts, of this He posted stuff. it all himself to social media. Yeah. And we found out from a very reputable source that uh, upon leaving, uh, you know, from being detained, the uh, first thing that he did from the per, uh, to the person that he picked him up was to say that uh, how America is at fault, that none of this was his, you know, real doing, and how uh, he wanted to make a movie out of this. So there there's a is. clear, uh, there it is. you know, track. 15 minutes of fame, absolutely, right there. Yeah. So, so that's that's why quite I scary. say. That's why I say, and how I said first, should we be afraid to go out? Like you know, having that knowledge or knowing now, like. This is why we wanted to talk to you. Of we course. want people to know that this is what this kid wants. Absolutely. So yeah. do we give it to him? Well, and I think that's something that was, something could construe even us talking about it. To be very sure. clear, our motives, right, are to try to inform the public around something that's, a couple things that are really important, mm -hmm. right? One thing is the mental health issue. Um, listen, um, it's no surprise that the entire human community um, struggles with substance use. Um, doesn't necessarily take care of depression, doesn't necessarily deal with anxiety. As humans, this is a, a condition. And we see this person not taking their meds, mm -hmm. right? And we see, listen, this is someone's son, mm -hmm. right? He's 33 years old, mm -hmm. right? And Absolutely. it is possible for all of us to find ourselves in a place where our mental health isn't well. But it's certainly, you get to that place. It's a, it's a story of concern for our community, for any community. Yeah. We're in a post-pandemic world. Mm -hmm. And this is something that we've often shied away from. And now, social media, right, we can see it. Wow. It's a real issue to bring light to. This is something that is real. It's been around, but it is, it's, it's a problem.
Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's the, definitely a problem. It is a problem for sure. Yeah, and, 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 the, and the alarming part is that uh, the authorities uh, did, great, did a great job. Homeland Security Department did a great job once uh, this escalated to a certain degree, to a certain level. Uh, but there were, again, so many comments uh, uh, like him talking about how he was going to, um, in the manifesto, he said how he would be shooting everyone in the club. And then he said how, and I quote, would uh, be uh, leaving crying around amongst the crowd uh, with a hoodie, crying and smiling so he could leave the premises after shooting everyone and have a good night's sleep. So I think, again, going back to it, this is beyond just someone not taking their meds. This uh, is it is sick. someone that is yeah. mentally... Well, he's thought about this. That's a he has thought this through. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, that is more than yeah. just... Premeditated, right like, yeah, a mental illness. He has thought about this. He's right. envisioned it. So He's we, fantasized so when we about think it. Think about that. We think about that, and I am very disappointed that they released this gentleman. Because if to. you think about it, they had to. But it is the level of they, they lowered, they his, lowered bond his bond, right? And out. it's it's just something that you look at and you go, I want my local authorities to take care of me yeah and and this is not that's this their is, job yeah so, well it's funny one of the statements yeah. that i read today was if it would have been a white straight male he'd still be in jail of course he would they wouldn't have given him bond mm-hmm. he wouldn't have gotten yeah. out someone uh immediately bailed him out and now he's back again on the, streets, the streets here like Atlanta. nothing ever happened right yeah. so uh it's quite concerning uh that this is how it was treated and uh and more than that also uh as we look at this in a long term right is this person just again showing no remorse after it uh as soon as he left he started reaching out to people. Uh, he's created a video uh, where he is uh, trying to explain himself. Uh, one of our many friends sent this video to us and it was mind-boggling to hear him take no ownership to say that America is at fault, to say that none of this happened. Uh, it, I truly... Did he say that, he, that we all blew it out of proportion? Oh, yes. Even yes, though he yes. did it on video. Yes. Well, a narcissist <laughs> way to a narcissist way to deal with something is to deny, yeah. to Stay say going. no, yeah. to yeah. say it's you, mm-hmm. nothing, no ownership, nothing. no Tell accountability. Me. And the bottom line of this, and the most important thing that needs to be clear, is that nobody did anything that would justify death threats that would justify him saying that he would shoot out a whole club Club full of people people, so everything else is sort of minutia right but no no, it it just wasn't you know yeah yeah. so i hate to interrupt but i do want to thank one of our our sponsors we have another one to thank and who is that yeah let's thank um Oh, uh, let's see. Which let's say Brian at Framers on Petrie. I think you were gonna do that, weren't you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Come check out Brian on Framers on Petrie. They have amazing frames, and you'll be happy every single time. Framers on Preachtree dot com. Preach And if your air conditioning's broken, your heating's broken, your plumbing's broken, whatever may be broken that has to do with your house. Give the give Dari a call at RS, RS Andrews. Andrews. Let me just tell you, this company, they are so great. They will come the same day that you call them. They will fix your needs and they will they will definitely help you with any of those problems. And 
Tell them you heard about it on the Gailey Dish. Absolutely. Yes. And uh, we're so thankful for these sponsors who help make this all possible. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about, oh, sorry. I go ahead, know. I, I see, just, no, you had a question uh, bottled I, up. Go ahead, go I ahead. Did, I did have it bottled up. Yeah. I was going to say, so now that we've kind of talked through this and we know that this guy has been released on bond and stuff like that. So how do you feel moving forward? That was what I said in the thing is how do we protect ourselves? Right. I know how I'm protecting myself. How you doing, <laughs> How you doing it? 380 in the bag right now. I have a license to carry and I'm not afraid. I've taken my classes. That's my badass I've done my right thing. there. So I'm curious, you know, and I was thinking about it because I was telling my wife about it, yes. about him being at the event that we were at and she said something to me about it and I was like, she was, and I said, oh yeah, it was in my purse. I said, I was prepared. I take it everywhere with me now. Unless it says that I'm not allowed to bring guns on the premises or whatever. Right. Pow, right. pals. Yeah. We don't want to get crazy. But how do you feel right. about that? Are you concerned? Well, uh, Obviously. Are, well yes. We're severely concerned. Uh, death threats are not something that we take lightly. Uh, I, no one should. No, no one should. Would. And uh, <laughs> thankfully, my husband, Brady, and I, we are, I mean, my husband is 40. I'm 38. We have been through a lot more. We have friends and people that we know that are 22, 23, 24, in all ages, and they have been completely disturbed by this situation uh, without doing any anything to anyone. Uh, my husband and I had to evacuate our home in Northwood Hills, mm -hmm. and we have a condo that is up for sale. We were gonna go to our condo in Midtown, and then we were told by a few police mm -hmm. officer friends not to do that either. So although we had two properties, we had to end up at a friend's home uh, due to the security threat. In along, an undisclosed area. In an undisclosed, undisclosed area. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, due to this uh, person that is acting in such an irrational matter. Uh, and aside from that disruption, uh, yes, I just, you know, walking around with four different weapons to make sure that if this uh, person that's so unstable is out and about, uh, as he is currently, uh, we can protect ourselves because we can't just think he's just saying these things, right? Uh, so yeah, it has been really scary, uh, really upsetting and disappointing uh, to see all of this take place. We feel for the family. We also have parents and families. And people that love I, you. Yeah. You come so off like, we love no. you, boo. Yeah. Yes, like, <laughs> we have families. I feel bad for nieces. him, but yeah, I, I, mean, I feel like him, guys. Yeah. I don't yeah. feel bad for him. No, I feel bad for the parents. I, yeah, for yeah. the yeah. parents, yes. yes and no. Who I really feel bad for is all of us as a community. Absolutely. I feel bad that you had to go through it. Thank I you. hate that people have to be worried about we talked about not going out. Yeah, we, yeah. about we, today. Right. In, in the responsibility, and you guys had a great point. The uh, having uh, uh, the difference with, with is that if you have a mental condition and you don't take your medication and you know that you are not able, you're not even supposed to have one drink on that. So while somebody else could have. 48 drinks, I mean, I used to drink, I quit drinking, but I used to drink so much. And that's different, right? But, yep. but you can't, it right? It affects you differently. So you have to take the responsibility and say, I, you, it's this person, Helmut might be able to have that, that many drinks or whatever, I cannot do it, right? So it's a matter of your yeah. own accountability. I have to I make two comments because I always have to. So one is, <laughs> yes. I am um, I respect you carrying, mm -hmm. um, packing, and protecting yourself. I've never been threatened with my life, and I, I think I might do the same. Um, it's hard because in this area for myself, um, I was raised by uh, 
German man who grew up in Europe in post-World War II Germany, and they none of them carried guns. It was mm. just not what you did. Mm -hmm. um, and they're very, they're, it's like a, it's a life taker. Mm -hmm. um, and I have a fear of, of doing that because I feel like it's going over to the other side. I, I, I dream of a world in which we're not packing guns all the time. That, I, listen, I don't um, want to carry. Right. I know you don't. don't. And I'm just saying, I'm just saying it's hard because I, I don't, I want to be clear to our audience. You, you need to choose what you think is mm -hmm. best for you. Yes. Um, for me, it's not carrying something, but it's making wise choices about where I'm at and, and, and that I can only do the best I can and, and pray that that works. But I, I want everyone to know that is, I think that th that's important to say. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's definitely one's choice. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely with you, Helmut, more than I'm with, even though I know I have so many friends that have guns. I just, I am not a gun girl. I mean, I shot a gun before. <laughs> I learned how to shoot it in, in scouts. I can well, shoot it. Well. Well. <laughs> First time that I shot targets when I was taking my class, I cried after I did it oh. and they brought it up and I looked at it and I just lost it. And the guy was like, are you okay? And I was oh like, my gosh. the thought of even actually having to do that to mm. another person right. hurts me, but I'm not going to, it, if it's them or me, Boo, it's you. I'm yeah. It's not yes. Well, I wasn't into guns either until yes. uh, until now. And so, I, and so, <laughs> so I just yeah. wanted to say that because I know all of our I listeners are different places. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of those situations where you are thinking. I used to say that all the time. As a matter of fact, like I don't need you don't need a gun to mm -hmm. to really protect yourself. But uh, when somebody is threatening you with weapons. And yeah. it changes that whole tone and, a little bit, and, right? And so the second comment I want to make when we're talking about whether or not we feel sorry for this individual, I want to say that I do. I am upset that the community is being hurt, that my friend is being targeted. But I do look at our leaders and ourselves and ask us, like, let's deal with reality. There are people that get mentally ill. And we're giving and allowing them to have access to weapons. Mm -hmm. And we don't have a really good system in place in this country mm -hmm. to deal with that. That is a problem to be solved that needs to be solved. You know, I'm really tired of people being on this view of guns and this view. And I'm like, these are the problems. They need to be solved. Now that applies from Colorado to our experience Absolutely. here in Atlanta. Because that gentleman in Colorado should have never been able to have access to those guns. Never. How about he had already been in trouble for making terroristic threats, making bomb threats. Right. Um, yeah, he should never have And then it. this guy here in Atlanta should and, be red flagged. And, and he and should not you, be able to get a gun. Absolutely. And as, as we do a lot of, as we do, as we, as we have started our research, uh, <laughs> we found that 80% of the time, if not more, some of these uh, active shooters don't have any history, no. any criminal record. This wasn't the they case. They buy it legally. They buy it legally, you no. know. This wasn't the case here. I have three daughters. You have kids. We have, People have children in the race. They have the generation, too, yeah. right? Yeah. Absolutely. And it's like, I want to live in a place that's safe. That's Absolutely. not asking a lot. Other countries have figured this out. Absolutely. And if I have to Why give up a little bit of my rights, if, if you know, if I have to go through a mental health check, oh. you know, I, I don't care. I'm, a, I'm personally okay with it. And I know that's a hard one. Yeah. But like we are talking about how do we make our communities safe? I don't think it's a it's hard not one. About, wait, it, guys, it's not about just that. Here's what you got to get. It's just like the same issue if, you know, say Elon Musk gave, you know, there's a hundred million people in America. He easily could give everybody a million dollars. Would that stop inflation? No. It would actually make it worse. You, 
I think gun laws are important, but they're not enforced. It should be enforced. I, people should have the right to bear arms. I, I definitely think that there's a reason that people have the right to bear arms. Agreed. But I don't think somebody with any kind of mental instability, I don't believe anybody with a criminal record, I don't believe these things are the things that should stop those people. Now, could those people get those guns off the street? They, I'm sure they could go buy them, you know, somewhere. Because you got 12-year-olds in Atlantic Station last weekend getting killed by other 14-year-olds. That so was crazy, too. Not that like, was crazy, it's just, too. It's just like seatbelts. I remember the amount of accidents oh, yes. that happened with seatbelts, right? Before seatbelts. Then they, they made it a law. Some level of regulation is good. Absolutely. And it, it's, I believe in the right to bear arms, but I also believe in the right to not go to a mall and be, and be afraid, afraid or not go to my only gay safe space and be afraid. If you have nothing to worry about and uh, you don't have anything to worry about in your record that it's a criminal situation, yep. you just go and you get it done. I think it would be so simple to say, I have nothing to worry about, I'm going to do some paperwork and then I have my gun. Oh, and, and my like, card you know, in my purse. And checking in every every X amount of years, just right. like you do for your I get car. my renewed. Right. Yep. Like yep. I apply, go to the little yep. place, have a background yep. check, Super take simple. my picture. Yeah. I'm tired of us fighting about these ridiculous things where it's just practical yeah. Middle of the road things that humans want. Mm -hmm. right. That's it. That we really <laughs> all agree on. Yeah. There's not yeah. anybody that doesn't agree that. No. Right. No. Gay, right. straight, whatever. Everybody has kids. Everybody loves them. Everybody's somebody's son or daughter. Right. And I don't yes. want to read about anybody of yeah. my friends at a club yeah. or on the street at Atlantic Station or wherever. Dolls everywhere unite. It's the call to Kiki. This is our call to Kiki, and our call to Kiki is a time where we always reflect on what we discussed during the episode. Um, this call to Kiki, like everyone, is brought to you by Lost and Found Youth. Lost and Found Youth is an organization that's dedicated to helping um, LGBTQ youth uh, between the ages of 18 to 25. The, the way that you can help them the most um, as they educate, they house, they shelter these young individuals is by going to lnfy.org. There's a nice little donate button you will have spent the best money ever. And as we look at this holiday season, you want to feel good about yourself, spend your money there, you will not regret it. Couldn't be a better time to donate. Right. So I'm going to ask you all, um, the first question is, we talked a lot about mental health. We talked about a collective mental health, our friends and others. What is it that you're going to do differently regarding mental health of others based on today's discussion? I think for me, it's just to be more proactive about engaging with my friends. And... I mean, for lack of a better way to put it, really just kind of checking in, giving everybody kind of a little mental health check-in. And if I see something that I feel like could be somewhat problematic, maybe, to... Um, Say something? I, well, I think engage maybe somebody else, yes. like another friend, too, to kind of feel so that I'm not so... I don't want to... Like come across really like attack like I just want to have some more validation that I'm not the only one yeah, that's seeing it. So absolutely, I think for me it's more about you know I I am taking my partner on a date tomorrow night. Yes, date. And I literally uh, had to think uh, about where I was going. Um, I mean that's where we are. I didn't choose one of the places I would I, that I was going to go to and I chose another place. And I did that because in my head, the first place that I thought about, I was like, 
oh, that, you know, there might be food there, but it's pretty gay, you know? I mean... And so, and I'm not going to mention the name of the restaurant, but, you know... They don't want you to mention their name either. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not. He's a great guy. I love him. (laughs) Um, But I just, being more aware is for me. Because for me, I'm a very, let's go. You know, like, that's me. I'm, come on, man, let's do it. And, but, you know, I literally had to take more time and think about where I was going to go. So I'm not saying to not go out. Like, I would never say that. I don't want anybody to change that. I want them to be aware of what the circumstances are so you can live your life. Yeah, what I would say, and I appreciate about that, is that's really an example of you taking care of your mental health. Meaning, you have anxiety, you're fearful, and you're making sure to put yourself in a place where you're not going to have anxiety. And that is self-care, which is a big part of mental health. Mm -hmm. How about you, Bernardo? Uh, Well, absolutely. This is uh, checking. It's so important to check all access when you enter a a public place and make sure that you are aware of your surroundings. Uh, These situations are kind of really hard to predict. Uh, You know, all you can do is be there for for others as something happens. Uh, I am with Marcy. You can't just hide and not go out. I love to go out and dance and do a lot of different things. And I'm not going to stop because of a person that didn't handle their shit, right? So it's just not gonna happen. And I don't think anybody should. We just have to be more conscientious about mm-hmm. our surroundings and, uh, and and really how we interact with that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, gonna, um, I'm gonna emphasize that family is um, one of the most important factors in mental health. Um, and for a lot mm-hmm. of us, um, we don't have that's right. very connected and healthy family lives, and we've had to have chosen family. So Absolutely, I yeah. just think, you know, although maybe it's not obvious, in a way, um, the chosen family all supported each other as everyone went through this. Yes. Absolutely. And we have to check in with our family. We have yeah, to check, check in and in. see how you're Absolutely. doing. And particularly this holiday season, please, please, please. It's already hard effort. enough. Reach Absolutely. out to people. And you know who they are. You know who those friends are that you think could be struggling. You do. Mm-hmm. And, and reach out to them. Be proactive this holiday. We see suicides go up. We see yes. a lot of depression go up. It's we so see sad. a lot of challenges. So don't be afraid to reach out. Right. And I know that's hard to do sometimes times it because is. we we there's this thing you know we like to text and yeah and, and no, it's got to be personal be, make it personal yeah it personal. there are times for a text and there are times for a call <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yes Bernardo I want to thank you because again to me what you've done you and your husband standing up for all of us in our community I am like mm-hmm. y- you are a hero you may not you know y- the proud man that oh, you are you. I just <laughs> want you to know that it's people like you that actually do something, speak up, stand up, mm-hmm. and shout out. And that's what you did. And I, I appreciate you. We Thank love you. you. Thank you so much. much. I love all of you guys. Uh, I mean, I want to say, it's, uh, I just saw something a couple days ago that said, if you have no enemies, it means that you are standing up for no one. It means that you are mm-hmm. not shaking things up at all. It means that you are not taking care of people that need a voice. So my husband and I do our best. We're far from perfect, but we do our best to try to be there and support uh, other people. Uh, and then before someone jumps to say poor thing uh, to the person that was the aggressor, I challenge you to think how would you feel if you were one of the many lives, one of the many people like me and my husband and many of our close friends that have been living 
in extreme stress for the past three weeks and if your life was threatened. So, you know, before you feel uh, any type of way about how any of us should react, I challenge you to think about that. The Cole community in Atlanta has been extremely supportive uh, with, of one another and everyone has a unanimous response to the situation and it is for this individual to get help yes. uh, immediately. Uh, that's the only way. This is not a dialogue of what could have been. This is no longer a dialogue. This is a permanent uh, suggestion for uh, for you to go get help. This is not a discussion about the events any longer. Nothing really justifies what took place. Uh, and although I know coming back from this could be extremely difficult, uh, the only course of action uh, would be a thought out apology and really a mental health institution check-in. Uh, and I hope, and for everybody else uh, watching, we clearly have a lot going on with Colorado with this incident. So please be mindful of those around you, check in with them, and remember that when one person is hurting, we all hurt. So try to really have a different approach and see how you can be of support to them when they're going through uh, these challenging times. Thank you so much, Ronald. Yes, we love you. We love you guys. You guys are the best. Love each of you so much. We Have a great you. night. Love yourself. Love Take each, care. Love others. And don't forget to smile. Bye. Yes. Bye-bye.